Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. This is Kyle Cooper. Micaiah Wilson's mother testifies on the first day of the trial involving her daughter's murder. Outside D.C. Superior Court, I'm John Doman. Giving veterans a bigger break on their military pensions, Maryland's governor pitches his plan. I'm Kate Ryan. Now day on Wall Street Thursday, the Dow off by 431. Asian stocks lower. Good morning, 4 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Tom Foti in Washington. The storm has mostly moved on into the Great Lakes region and Canada, but Des Moines, Iowa has been under a winter weather advisory after getting about a half a foot of snow. KCCI-TV's Todd Mangle. Homeowners tried to keep up with heavy snowfall. At times it was falling about an inch every hour. It's very thick and fluffy, and lots of it. I'll tell you that, lots of it. Anna Larson braved the storm to give her dog Noah a break. He barely made it through the snowdrifts. Oh, it's terrible. It's cold. And I'm off work because we can't drive in it. In the Mid-South, the weather problem has mostly been rain. And at that train derailment site in Ohio, the problem is concern about the safety of the air and the water. On a visit to East Palestine, EPA Administrator Michael Regan vowed to hold rail operator Norfolk Southern accountable. Let me be clear. EPA will exercise our oversight and our enforcement authority under the law. The railway says it's removing contaminants from the ground and streams and offering more residents financial aid. Correspondent Roxana Saberi on our recent aerial shootdown watch. The president says of the three objects he ordered shot down within the last week. Nothing right now suggests they were related to China's spy balloon program or that there were surveillance vehicles from other any other country. He says his administration is now working on protocols for how to handle similar objects going forward. As for the Chinese spy balloon he ordered taken down earlier this month, Mr. Biden says he makes no apologies. I expect to be speaking with President Xi, and I hope we have we are going to get to the bottom of this. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, the White House. And more news from there, a health report on the president. Here's Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre. The president has his, his physical this morning. It was very, uh, very much the exam was straightforward. And uh, as you all saw, he returned to the White House to get back to work. His doctor says basically Mr. Biden is fine. In Atlanta, a very limited release of that report of a special grand jury that's been investigating possible criminality after the 2020 election in Georgia. It did not include possible charging recommendations. The judge said, you know what, I'll release the introduction, the conclusion, and there's an indication that the special grand jury thinks that people who testified engaged in perjury. Legal analyst Jessica Levinson in Turkey. The sound of a 42-year-old woman being taken for medical treatment. Pulled from the rubble a week and a half after catastrophic earthquakes, now blamed for more than 42,000 deaths in Turkey and Syria. A year afterward that he would no longer be acting, the family of Bruce Willis reports that Willis is suffering form of dementia. Asian financial markets closed lower. Europe is opening the same way. This is CBS News. Y'all feeling lucky? Luke Combs here, and I have an exclusive opportunity for you to win a half a million dollars by joining me in the Living Lucky with Luke Combs Lottery Experience. When it rains, it pours the lucky fans and lottery players who enter to win a chance of a lifetime. Join me in Nashville for a private concert at the iconic Ryman Auditorium in 2024. One lucky winner will have the chance to walk away with a half million dollars at the end of the show. From the Virginia Lottery, learn more at balottery.com slash livinglucky. WTOP at 403. 
Black Friday morning, February 17th, 2023. Showers and thunderstorms spotty though they are in by noon today. Windy, colder, the high. Right now, you're waking up to the 60s, falling into the 40s. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lamey. Thank you for taking us along for your Friday morning ride. Not being the local stories we're looking at for you as we do right into this early morning together. We begin with the story of a group of Michigan State University alumni this morning in the D.C. area this week gathering at DuPont Circle. They did that to grieve and support each other after that horrific shooting at the school earlier this week, leaving three students dead, five others injured. I felt guilty not being able to be on campus. Casey Ring graduated from Michigan State University just last year. He says a heavy cloud is going to be hanging over the school for some time now. You know, I think about going back for a football game next year and the thought of enjoying myself and having fun tailgating with those I grew up with and those I went to college with seems nearly impossible. There was a lot of emotion here. Some had tears streaming down their face, but the crowd also pulled together some school spirit and sang their fight song together. At DuPont Circle, Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. WTOP at 4.05 Friday morning. Court documents are revealing this week some shocking details connected to the discovery of a headless body locally in the backyard of a home in northeast D.C. Now, a warning from WTOP this early hour. This story may be disturbing to some. The man being held in the grisly discovery, 32-year-old LeVon Barnes, admitted to police, quote, he did it. Court records say when asked why he killed the man, Barnes said he felt angry and upset for unknown reasons, as if a black cloud was over his head. The man killed, the police have not yet identified, was apparently doing repairs in the home on Kearney Street near Catholic University, where Barnes lived with two other people. Barnes told police he tased the man, then punched, kicked, and stabbed him. Court documents also state Barnes bought an axe at a hardware store to dismember the body and threw the man's head and arms into the trash that was picked up by the city. He put the rest of the body in trash bags and left them in the backyard. They sat there almost three months. Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. WTOP at 4.06. It was in 2018, 10-year-old Mikhail Wilson was gunned down locally outside her home in northeast D.C., killed by a fury of bullets that night that were never intended for her. She was just out trying to buy some ice cream. Six men, authorities say, now were involved in that shooting incident and are finally standing trial. The first day of the Micaiah Wilson trial started with hours of opening statements from prosecutors and lawyers for the six men on trial and ended with Micaiah Wilson's mother, Donetta, on the stand. She had been inside her home styling hair when the shooting happened and described how a jammed front door kept Micaiah and others from getting inside quick enough. She was on the stand for less than 30 minutes and took no questions from the defense. During opening arguments, the common theme from defense lawyers was that their clients were arrested just by association, but that there's no evidence linking them to the crimes beyond social media bravado, which shouldn't be trusted. The trial doesn't resume again until Tuesday. Outside D.C. Superior Court, John Dome in WTOP News. It's 407 on WTOP. Virginia Senate Democrats defeating two bills this week on Thursday doing so that would have restricted transgender students' participation in school athletics. Now, the bills would also require officials to notify parents if their child identifies as trans while in school. The measures faced strong opposition, as you might imagine, from LGBTQ advocacy groups. Supporters said the bills would have promoted fairness for female athletes and protected parental rights. Maryland losing military veterans, we're told, to other states 
where they can actually keep a bigger chunk of their military pensions. Governor Westmore wants that to stop. For the first time in eight years, a sitting Maryland governor went before lawmakers to testify on one of his bills. Governor Westmore wants to see his Keep Our Heroes Home Act passed. I refuse to let this state be a farm team for other states. Moore explained his bill would expand the income tax exemption on military pensions to $40,000 by 2024. Moore says Maryland loses veterans to other states. And that's because Pennsylvania, West Virginia, New Jersey, and 33 other states do not tax military retirement. Moore and his bill got a warm welcome before the House Ways and Means Committee, but passage would mean a hit to state revenues of $33 million. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Good morning. Welcome into WTOP. Coming up after traffic and weather this early Friday morning for After you. a lawsuit, the city of Alexandria ends a grant program for minority-owned businesses. I'm Mike Marillo. It's 408. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Sons. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Good morning to Ian Crawford with us this early Friday in the WTLP Traffic Center. Here we go again. It's right back into the wash cycle. Expect a sloppy track, if not now, where you are eventually throughout the morning because we're going to get a bunch of rain dumping on us most of the day, and that will make for a very, very slippery ride in some spots. Extra caution as you head out this morning as the rain spreads from west to east. We start in Virginia on I-66 where it's already more than damp out by Haymarket, and that will trail you all the way almost to the Capitol Bellway, maybe inside the Bellway by now, judging from the radar. And this could play you all the way to the Roslyn Tunnel. But you're doing so without any work zones in the roadway. Should have all traveling's available, but with care and caution. Outer loop of the Beltway, the ramp to go west on 66. Still waiting for an all-clear on that work zone. Ditto that on the inner loop ramp to go east on 66. They have been motioned, been shut down overnight for work. But uh, it's getting on towards the golden time to pick up and go home. On 95... The northbound right out of uh, Fredericksburg doing fine so far this morning. We did have a late work zone on the 95 express lanes northbound after the Fairfax County Parkway with some overhead sign work over on the left side. Judging from the lack of slowing, I'm wondering whether that one is even still there. Now, southbound, you may still find cones in the road after Garrisonville over on the right side. That one not supposed to clear till 6 o'clock this morning. Maryland Beltway is fine between Bethesda and Oxon Hill. We're in good shape. 95 BW Parkway, no reported delays. 270 out of Frederick this morning through Clarksburg and through Rockville all the way to the lane divide without issue or delay. 50 inside and outside the Beltway between the Bay Bridge and the D.C. line. No reported issues pending. Looking for a safe used car? Fitzgerald Auto Mall has hundreds of good cars, trucks, and SUVs next to a new car. A Fitzway used car is best. Visit Fitzmall.com today. I'm Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4 tracking your Friday and tracking a return to winter, but it's only for one night. As we make our way through the day on Friday, starting off on a very warm note this morning and a very rainy note as well. Give yourself plenty of extra time as we continue to see rain right on through about the noon hour. Clearing skies and much colder temperatures coming in later in the afternoon. Wind chills later this evening will be in the upper 20s to low 30s, so make sure you bundle up. Saturday, a chilly day, high temperatures. Temperatures uh, staying right around average. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. Right now you're waking up to a comfortable morning, 57 in Manassas as well, Metro Center, 55 in Frederick, Maryland. And we're looking at 60 degrees having gone up uh, 
Temperature in the last few minutes in our nation's capital. This check in the 4 a.m. hour Friday morning, February 17th, brought to you this early hour by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. Coming right up on WTOP for you Friday morning. Morning Girl Weekend is about to be in full swing with Big Easy Fun happening across the district. I'm Stetson Miller. It's 411. Federal solutions from Spectrum Enterprise, part of Charter Communications, deliver technology federal agencies need today. Spectrum Enterprise has decades of experience designing and implementing solutions and a nationwide reach with more than 230,000 fiber route miles. Spectrum Enterprise Federal Solutions help to simplify operations and turn the challenges of federal network modernization into opportunities for agencies and for the people they serve. Learn more at enterprise.spectrum.com slash federal. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. It's a big world. Eight billion people on 200 million square miles of this planet. But the news you care about most is what happens in and around Washington. That's why we have more reporters covering more local stories. Here in Georgetown. Breaking news from Landover. Here at the federal courthouse. WTOP News. Everything you need, every time you listen. This is WTOP News. A day after the homeless encampment at McPherson Square, a downtown D.C. was cleared this week. It appears that most of the people living there are still sleeping on the streets this morning. The National Park Service says it shut down the encampment, the largest in the city, actually, because of very serious concerns about growing threats to life, health and safety. Officials from the mayor's office telling the D.C. Council this week that while they offered permanent or temporary housing, many did not accept those offers. About 74 people in all had resided in the park, which is just blocks now from the White House. The Washington Post reports that members of the council criticized D.C. for not doing more to help house residents. Maryland Governor Wes Moore has signed an executive order this week requiring state agencies to report data to better assess the performance of the state's minority business enterprise program. Now, the order also requires, we're told, state agencies to report on outreach and marketing efforts to minority-owned businesses. Maryland established the program back in the 1970s to increase participation for minority and women-owned firms in state government procurement. But for years, the state, we're told, has failed to reach its 29% MBE goal. Stay tuned. A grant program to help minority-owned businesses was called illegal in a federal suit. Now, locally, the city of Alexandria brings it to an end. To apply for the Black, Indigenous, People of Color Small Business Grant Program, the city required that a business be at least 51% owned by members of those minority groups. In response to the requirement, a defense contractor, Tridentis, which is owned by a white Alexandria man, filed the federal lawsuit claiming the grant violated the 14th Amendment. The city says now, after reviewing the case, it's decided to end the program. The city's mayor, Justin Wilson, says he can't comment on the case itself, but he does believe the city must. Be deliberate and intentional about uh, supporting small businesses in our community, particularly uh, minority, uh, minority-owned minority and women-owned businesses. The city says it plans to come up with another program. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Hey, if you want to celebrate Mardi Gras this weekend, WTOP here to tell you you won't have to travel all the way to New Orleans for that. The food and fun of the Big Easy is coming to D.C. with Mardi Gras events happening all across the district over the next few days. On Friday and Saturday, Barracks Row hosts parades for Mardi Gras with live music, plenty of bead necklaces, and Louisiana Creole-inspired food. The Wharf is also hosting a parade on Saturday with decked out floats, still walkers, a dance party, and fireworks. And on Mardi Gras on Tuesday, Union Market is hosting a celebration featuring jazz music, king cakes, and Cajun food. 
For more Mardi Gras events, head to WTOP.com. Stetson Miller, WTOP News. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Good morning. Good morning. You're with WTOP. and Dean Lane. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. It's Friday, February 17th, 4.15 sports time, and Mr. Rob Woodford. Maryland Trail third-ranked Purdue at halftime, but used a 32-6 run in the second half to seize control and win a 68-57 contest that easily goes down as the biggest win of the Kevin Willard era. With the way they played offensively in the first half, and I just had to kind of get them to remember that, you know, we had played really good defensively, and let's just get back to that. And I knew eventually we'd make some shots. So, you know, I got such confidence in these guys. Students in College Park stormed the court and some even climbed on the hoop to celebrate the Terps' fourth win over a ranked opponent this season and first over a top five foe since 2016. Not to be outdone, the Wizards head into the All-Star break as winners of 10 of their last 14 games after a thrilling 114-106 victory in Minnesota in which they came back from as many as 20 points down and didn't grab their first lead until the final 74 seconds in what Wes Sunsell Jr. called a really impactful fourth quarter. You know, Brad was tremendous in that fourth quarter. I mean, other guys made big plays as well, but you know, the defense was the catalyst to kind of get us going. Yeah, Beal scored 13 of his season-high 35 points in the final four and a half minutes. The shorthanded Capitals' late rally fell woefully short in a 6-3 loss to Florida that pulls the Panthers even with the Caps in the wildcard playoff standings. The Capitals will look to right the ship in the nationally televised NHL Stadium Series game Saturday night in Carolina. The Washington Commanders reportedly spent all day Thursday with offensive coordinator candidate Eric Bieniemy in an interview process expected to last into Friday. In golf, Tiger Woods closed out his opening round with three straight birdies to stay in contention at two under, five strokes off the pace. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. All right, thanks, Rob, as always. 417 on WTOP. This is WTOP News. Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman checking himself this week into Walter Reed for clinical depression after being evaluated. CBS correspondent Nicole Kildian spoke with Senator Tim Kaine, who voices his support. Do you see any signs of this? I, you know, I think we've been worried about him just because of his health. The freshman Democrat just got out of the hospital last week after suffering from lightheadedness, although doctors cleared him in two days after a round of tests. The former Pennsylvania lieutenant governor suffered a stroke last May, which forced him to take time off the trail during an intense campaign for U.S. Senate. Top stories we're following on WTOP for you Friday morning. A special grand jury investigating efforts by the president, former President Trump, to overturn his 2020 election loss in Georgia, says it believes one or more witnesses in the case committed perjury. President Biden speaks publicly this week about those high-altitude objects recently shot down by the U.S. military for the first time. The trial has begun in the murder of a 10-year-old D.C. girl locally who was shot while waiting to buy ice cream. Six men are charged in connection with the 2018 killing in Northeast D.C. You're listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. At 418, traffic and weather on the 8s. Good morning to Ian Crawford in the WTOP Traffic Center. Hello there, Dino. It's getting wet out there and getting wetter everywhere you go. Starting to see some road spray kicking up in some of the Beltway cameras now. It will be a sloppy track for your ride to work this morning or wherever you're going this morning. Extra caution. Give yourself a little bit more time. Give yourself a little bit more following distance between you and the car ahead of you. With all that said, in Maryland, 95, BW Parkway, 270, running quietly for the moment. 50 between the Bay Bridge and the Beltway is quiet. Inside the Beltway to the district line and back, you're good as well. And across the Bay Bridge, we did have some foggy conditions overnight. They are abating now, but with caution. All travel lanes are available, though, if you're getting to or from the shore. 
On the district side, on the southeast-southwest freeway, no reported delays. DC 295 and I-295 without issue at the moment. We're still with some work on the Capitol Beltway. Haven't gotten a final all-clear on either of our work zones on the Beltway. The inner loop ramp to go east on 66 at last where it was still out of business for work. Outer loop ramp to westbound 66, that was still hung up because of work as well. And you were having to reroute, but other than that, you should be okay on 66 itself. All the work zones picked up and went home before the rain started in earnest in the last half hour to 45 minutes. So you should have nice quiet lanes, though very damp. And then six, uh, 95 coming out of Fredericksburg. No reported delays all the way to Lorden and all the way to the Springfield Interchange. In the express lanes, watch out for maybe some lingering overhead sign work northbound on the in the express lanes, which they would be at this hour of morning near the Fairfax County Parkway. was over on the left side. District travel on the freeway, the 295s were good. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Oh, we're tracking the rain out there on Storm Team 4 radar, coming down pretty good in most locations over the next couple of hours. So heads up for the wet roads out there. Temperature-wise, we're warm early. That front moves through. Stops the rain by the afternoon hours and also starts to bring those temperatures down. Windy conditions as well will bring the wind chills into the upper 20s to low 30s by the end of the day by 8, 9 o'clock. So make sure you bundle up if you're heading out on your Friday night. Saturday starting off on a cold note. High temperatures in the upper 40s to around 50 with some sunshine. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. Right now, you're waking up to a comfortable morning, Friday morning, February 17th in the 4 a.m. hour. We're at 57 degrees in Hyattsville, 55 Fredericksburg, 57 in Foggy Bottom. We are at 60 straight up at our nation's capital. This check this early morning brought to you by New Look Home Design. The roofing experts call 1-800-279-5300. That's 1-800-279-5300. NewLookHomeDesign.com. Check them out. WTOP at 421. Good morning. Cancer can feel like something we can't do anything about, but you can. There are screening tests that can catch cancer early when it may be easier to treat. Begin cervical screening at age 25. At 45, start colorectal and breast screening. At 50, discuss lung screening with a doctor. Find resources for free and low-cost screening at cancer.org slash get screened. This is a public service message from the American Cancer Society. Coming right up this early Friday morning on WTL before you. Family of a man dragged and killed by a Metro train speaking out. This is Kyle Cooper. Police say this man used dating apps to target victims in Prince George's County. I'm Nick Ainelli. Your projects begin here. The Capital Remodel and Garden Show, February 24th through 26th at the Dulles Expo Center. Three days only for great deals, new ideas, and practical advice with trusted local experts. See Vern Yim, nationally acclaimed interior designer and star of HDTV and TLC. Plus, find outdoor inspiration with top local landscapers throughout the show. From kitchens and baths to flooring and more, don't miss the Capital Remodel and Garden Show at the Dulles Expo Center. Buy tickets early and save at CapitalRemodelandGarden.com. It's Friday, February 17th. Welcome into WTOP. WTOP News. The family of the man who was killed after being dragged by a metro train this week is speaking out this morning. Amanda Greenwood is Harold Riley's daughter. She tells our news partners at NBC4 they have a lot of questions. I understand there's a video out there and all of that. Um, we're just trying, of course, obviously to get access to kind of see. Riley, who was 50, was at the Dunloring station with his service dog, Daisy. He got off the train. Daisy did not. The dog's leash was apparently tied to his pants, resulting in him being dragged. My father rides that metro probably five, six, seven times a day. 
Um, and he's been doing that, I would say, for probably the last year and a half with Daisy. Police say the train operator performed two safety door checks before moving the train. Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. A man in Brandywine who's charged in a pair of violent crimes is accused this morning of using dating apps to meet his victim. Rodney Richardson, who's 26 years old, is facing a long list of charges accused of stealing someone's car at gunpoint earlier this month after meeting the victim through a dating app. In another case, police say Richardson raped a victim at gunpoint after once again setting up a meeting through a dating app. Prince George's County Police Major Zachary O'Leary refused to name the specific app involved, only saying... The police department is trying to get out the message that all dating apps have the possibility of a risk. Police urge those using dating apps to meet the person during the day and always in a public place. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. A Virginia man has been convicted for the brutal stabbing death of his ex-wife and mother of children. The Maryland court found... Lemuel Roberts, guilty of first-degree murder in the case. Prosecutors say that in January of 2020, the body of Caitlin Roberts was found roadside in Frederick, Maryland. Investigators say the two from Winchester, Virginia, were driving when he actually stabbed her over 30 times in the car, then ran her over. Camera footage showed him washing his car at a car wash after the murder and later set it on fire. The 34-year-old is expected, we're told, to be sentenced this spring in April. Last June, hundreds of high school students from Northern Virginia and the greater Washington area celebrated graduations, swarmed the North Carolina Outer Banks village of Corolla for what is known, of course, as Beach Week. The locals say the teens created chaos and caused a lot of damage. Residents say to that end, the young people trashed vacation homes. They saw indoor furniture dragged into the surf. Drunken teens were leaving themselves or passing out on neighborhood lawns. Neighbors tell Inside Nova this year they will not let such destruction happen to their town again. They have contacted police, and they say they have made a plan. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. And there's not enough coffee in all of Washington to get you going. You've got John and Michelle. Woo! Mornings on WTOP News. WTOP News time now 425. Money News at 25 and 55. A preview of your business day Friday, February 17th from Bloomberg. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Wall Street may have a hard time regaining its footing today with inflation and interest rate fears coming back full force. Two of the Fed's more hawkish members say they're considering half-point interest rate hikes after a government report showed wholesale prices rose in January at the fastest pace since last summer. Investors ran for cover, sending Wall Street's main averages down more than 1%. Bank of America is planning to cut jobs in its investment bank, one of the last major financial firms to do so. Sources say the bank is not yet settled on the extent of the cuts, and it could affect fewer than 200 bankers globally. Not even Fido and Fluffy can avoid inflation. In a survey of 1,000 pet owners by Zappi for the Wall Street Journal, roughly half said they took active steps to cut their pet care costs in the last year. One-tenth gave a pet away due to rising costs. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. How a busy baker beat back foot pain. Meet Sanja. Brownies, cupcakes, cookies. I love to bake. There have been times when I've been on my feet for at least 12 hours. And that's how things went from sweet to sour. I had excruciating pain in both feet to a point where I had to limp out of the kitchen. So she called up a former foot pain sufferer, her big sister. 